we had to be conscious about all these things. And when now they found like uh, in uh, the biggest retailing uh, business in the world is uh, this uh, Walmart. It's the number one retailer in the world. It's something like 18 billion dollars or I don't know how many. Well, that, that's the owner. He has that much money. Used to be the richest guy in the Microsoft and then became richest. But, uh, so many hundreds and hundreds of billions, I don't know, thousands of billions of dollars they sell every year. Every store, they hire two people just to greet the, the, the people coming in the store. Usually they're old people. All they do is they, when you walk in the store, they just say welcome. Hello. They show you where you can get your push card. Pretty useless job, right? I mean, it's like, but they found that the fact that when you come in the store, someone says hello, that gives people a good impression. They feel good about coming to the store. So even this big impersonal supermarket, they have someone there just to say hello. Like most supermarkets, you have some security guy that has seen nobody stealing and taking stuff out. Maybe they're doing that too, but at least what they're talking about, everyone comes in, if they smile, they have a big uh, thing, Walmart, they say welcome. Right? You went to, to America and seen the wall. You see those people? So this is a, a commercial institution just there to sell, to sell you stuff. We're here to try to win people over to surrender to Krishna. So I've been trying to encourage the congregation, the temples all over the world to have a reception, especially on the Sunday feast. In Chopati, they have a system that every week they ask who's here for the first time. The people raise their hand and then they say after the meeting, please go over right now to the corner and uh, see so, so they, go, they go over and they give them a little, you know, like a welcome badge and they, they give them a little welcome package. They get them, huh? Now they're doing it in Chennai. In fact, first time they visit, they ask them, would you like to be a member of the uh, congregation? Would you like to belong to us? Doesn't cost anything. You can just sign up. One of my, uh, I said one, one devotee, I think it was Kapayadas, he went to the, one of the biggest Christian uh, evangelist uh, places in uh, California just to check out what they do. Wore carving clothes and went in. And then, uh, no, it was a godbrother. It was uh, someone who was going there, uh, was a black uh, church, and he was going to raise some uh, support for the Food for Life in Africa. So he wanted to go there and just check it out. So when he went to this church, they immediately spotted he was a new guy. Afterwards, they went over, talked to him, brought him in the back, said, how are you, welcome. And they treated him so nice, they offered him a little you know, soft drink and coffee, whatever. And then uh, they said, you know, they said, listen, would you like to be one of our members? And then they hit him up right away, you know, how much would you like? And they said, okay, I'll be a member. Okay, now that you're a member, how much would you like to contribute? <laughs> so they were a bit commercial, right off the spot, you know, boy. 
But uh, they weren't shy about trying to get the person to join, to be a part. I think the economic side probably turned people off, but uh, definitely they, they didn't waste any time to get people to uh, join, to get people to be a, a member. So you got, you know, from the two extremes, they're like Dhruva Maharaj, where he got no support, everybody tried to turn him away, but he was still so determined he became Krishna conscious. Well, that kind of determination is great. And if people have that, they'll be successful. But then you have like now in Kali Yuga, Lord Chaitanya used to, uh, he's going around begging people door to door, knocking on people's doors, asking, please chant Hare Krishna, Bolo Krishna, Bojo Krishna, Goro Krishna, Shika, Amaraki Guru Hari. Well, he said, Sunami Tedanu Sunu Hari Dasa Rakya, Amaraki Guru Prakash, Bati Gori Gori Gia Koro Ebika. Bolo Krishna Bhajra Krishna Tauru Krishna Shika Nisanyatinanda Haridas You go door to door and beg everyone to take out my order that they should chant Hare Krishna, worship Krishna and uh, they should study the teachings of Krishna So now we're going door to door begging people and I heard from the Radha Krishna Temple campaign where people are going door to door and asking people to take out this uh, service to build the Radha Krishna Temple that uh, many new people are becoming devotees. Because this is part of Lord Chaitanya's system, we go door to door. So you have one street where Dhruva, he went on his own and no support, and now Kali Yuga people are so we we're going and begging him. Please share how you know, I have no time, I'm too busy, I gotta work, when I get older, you know, even the people are Hindus, they don't have time. We're begging them, we're going door to door. Even our own children, Right, they're too busy, I gotta study, I gotta play with my friends, nobody has time, everybody. So this is uh, the other extreme, where the total opposite of Dhruva is 100% determined. And we're 100% determined how to avoid Krishna consciousness, put it off till later, you know, it's like everybody wants to do something else. But Lord Chaitanya is so clever that he's going and somehow inspiring everybody to take up Krishna consciousness even though they're totally in ignorance. Jeev Jago, Jeev Jago, Gora Chandra Bole, Kotorinta, Jalmaya, Pisa Chirakuli. Wake up, wake up, sleeping souls. How long are you going to be sleeping? In the lap of the witch Maya. What if you're sleeping like a little baby? You wake up and you see you're not in your mother's lap. You're in the lap of a witch with fangs about to suck your blood. You start crying, right? You scream, Mommy, help me. With sleeping there, trying to drive, we're actually in the lap of Maya. We're just going to get our tail kicked like anything. We want to be under Krishna's shelter. He's our real protector. He's our real mother, father. Krishna Vata, Krishna Pita, Krishna Dhanaprat. Krishna's mother, Krishna's father, Krishna's our life and soul. So this is our Namhat movement, this is the Krishna conscious movement to get people under the shelter of Krishna. So we really draw out Dhruva Maharaj, there's going to be a few great souls like uh, like His Holiness Bhakti Vajendranda Maharaj who are going to become a devotee. Even the uh, Prabhupada showed him the door and said, listen, get out. Oh, who? 
Or he was also with you. Or he also got thrown out. So I was lucky. I, I, I was practically thrown out, but the only uh, Jayananda engaged me in building Rathkart. But what do you think? In the future, we should preach to people. Better if we preach, eh? Or we should follow the old system. That <laughs> everyone should be as fixed as Maharaj. We can call him Bhakti Prachandananda. Dhruva Maharaj. Well, I think some people were devotees in their previous life. Maybe if we preach to people, we're so nice to them, then when they become devotees, then we, then we just stop being nice to them after a while. They say, well, I want to be a new devotee again. <laughs> I think that we don't have to worry about that. There'll be plenty of people that treat them nasty anyway. But, uh, Some people are meant to be devotees and they're determined no matter what. And some people, they're just wandering in the material world and they really don't know what they're looking for. So we're trying, they don't have that much security, they don't have that much determination. So we want to make it easy for them to start up. There'll be tests along the way to, uh, to make it, uh, to test them. That's not the problem, but uh, how, to get, how to make it facilitate more people. Lord Chaitanya wanted everyone to get it. That's why he said to go and begging the people door to door. We're not even talking about begging someone at the doorstep. Why don't they come to our temple? They actually are guests. We're supposed to treat them like uh, Narayana. I mean, I think in the beginning of the movement, we didn't have that culture yet, so we didn't know how to treat people and visit our temple. Prabhupada said, everyone who comes to the temple, you should give them a nice feast. Give them some hot puris and sabji. So every morning you make a puri dough and uh, have some salji made. Anyone who comes to the temple, sit them down and feed them as many puris as they can eat till they're stuffed. And if you did that for everybody that came, whether Italy's or puris or whatever, you know, you want to feed them, you know, probably people say, wow, this is the best place I ever went to in my life. First time I came there, they fed me up to my neck. Well, then, isn't there a time to say, okay, we'll simply come eat foodies? They'll come, they'll think this is a place where we go to eat foodies, you know, they don't hear anything, they don't do anything, they're just kind of different time, you know, not becoming a rich group, but they're, they're coming for visiting, you know. Maharaj, uh, give me a hard time today. He wants to show the, uh, the other side. <laughs> the, uh, that's all right. If you see somebody uh, regularly coming to eat puris, I'm sure you'll think of a way how to engage him in service. <laughs> <laughs>
The point is that their coming is the important thing and then you can think how to engage people. Some people, they come for 10, 15 years eating puris even. They can become like, they, there some people say, oh, these guys are like moochers. They're mooching. But then eventually, uh, after so many years, even, you know, some people takes one week, some people takes a month, a year, some people may take 10 years, but then eventually, after so much puris, they get changed. And you find that uh, there's a lot of service they can do. Actually, before, we didn't have so many programs for people like that. Now you have programs, you can engage people, you can go to their house, you can you can visit them also, you can you, know, you can think of ways to engage in Krishna consciousness, so you don't have to uh, let people boots forever and not uh, engage them in some service, they can also figure ways they can serve. Yes. So I need you to take me back, Maharaj. <laughs> if you go back, remember your your godbrother, your sannyas guru, your. So you know, Maharaj mentioned Not always. Did uh, Suniti take up devotional service? Dhruva's mother? Well, if you're going back to Godhead, if you're in that that's true. But uh, we're just talking about the mother here. If you went back to Godhead, I mean, think of all the service your mother did or your father did uh, to help you different ways. So whatever debts you had to them, that gets paid back by Krishna. He's very merciful. Maybe that it gets paid back by them becoming devotees, that may be one way, or maybe that uh, they get taken back directly. How it happens, but somehow or another it happens, that's the point. Doesn't necessarily have to be a stereotype. You don't have to always think that, well, I see the wrath and the rest of my life I can just do more nonsense and I'll get back to Godhead. Maybe I see the wrath, I get purified, and I can take up devotional service. So there are different ways it can happen. Eventually we'll get back. Maharaj, this question came some time before in Mayapurda. Is it more 
is powerful the blood relation in the sense that we we, we have a diksha guru and it's a diksha guru can go back to Gati, but still we need to to do our quota of devotional service in order to go or develop love for Krishna in order to go back to Gati. But in the case of Guru Maharaj and so many other devotees and what Maharaj said about the, what the scriptures quoted that if the son goes back to God, he had delivered so many generations in, in the past and in the future of, of his family and relatives. It seems that that blood connection is more powerful than the diksha connection in the sense that he's delivering regardless if they are developing love for Krishna or not. He's delivering that. That's what appeals to I don't understand. Why are you shaking his head? I thought you figured it out. You can understand. The Diksha connection uh, delivers the disciple if the disciple follows the instructions of Guru. And oh, you say the Diksha Guru connection, you have to follow the Guru. But the parent, the connection, if the parent goes back to Godhead, you get a free ticket. Uh-huh. So it seems like the love relationship is more powerful than, than the Diksha connection. Apparently, it seems like it's more powerful. Well, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different... Uh, let's take, a, let's take a, the relationship out of it. Let's take what practically happens, that uh, say that a parent uh, serves the children. So for all that service, the children are indebted to the parent. In the same way the guru serves the disciple. So the disciple is indebted to the guru. Now if the disciple goes back, Prabhupada said, then the guru goes back also, also the parents go back. Everyone who has a, that the child has a debt to, who's helped them, they're all going back. In the case of his guru, Narayamuni wasn't an issue because he's already back to God. He's already liberated. But it was an issue with his mother. So normally for the disciple, the guru is liberated before the disciple. So that may not be an issue. Although Guru humbly may think that uh, I have a very strong disciple, I might get stuck up because of so many fallen disciples. By one strong disciple I can be taken back. So that's from that direction. The other direction, Maharaj already answered that uh, some very strong guru, like Bhakti Siddhartha Zarasaitanya, wants to deliver all the disciples. If someone uh, assisting the guru very sincerely, the guru goes back to God and the disciple, by serving his guru, he goes back to. But there's no specific thing that says uh, that uh, if the disciple falls in Maya, immediately go back to Godhead. 
doesn't say when the son, when the son or daughter go back to God and either it says they'll get back. Exactly how they get back that may vary also. According to different circumstances, but uh, they get back. Maybe like Maharaj says, they take out Krishna consciousness. So 14 generations after uh, Advaita Goswami, they still have his uh, family members and they're still doing devotional service. They worship his deities and they do the, the, the Savites of the temples. So they're getting back because of uh, just the blessing or is the part of the blessing is that's why they've got inherited this devotional service and they're taking it up and that's taking them back. Like this, you could do so many speculations, or maybe it's all, you know. But uh, actually, you can see it's all connected. Even if they don't have clear understanding about Krishna, this actual position of being imperfect in their realization. Well, whether, whether, since you get liberated, or whether it was type of liberation. Not specified. What if somebody wrote on the three children that were impersonalists? Where do they go? They go to Brahma Jyoti? Blessed. So that blood relation has got some connection. Liberation doesn't also mean going back to Godhead. Liberation means you can't begin devotional service. Yes, if you're off here in devotional service, you're also liberated. That's my point. That doesn't specify. If you're doing devotional service, you also go back to Godhead at the end of the life. But you're starting in this life. Liberations has got a lot of aspects to it. But it means ultimately you cease birth and death. Like it doesn't say that Hiranyakashipu became a you know, devotee uh, immediately the next life. He got the personal realization, you know, went back. Because he was a special case, Jai Vijay, but he immediately got liberated and then he took another birth as another demon. Or oh, that was the third one. He had another demon and became Robert. Later he became Robert. And he got liberated. The job of Brahma Jyoti. The little expert. You know, when I wanted to, you were talking about Japanese temple and how they receive the new guests. But they also have the program that if people come, if they just come at the end of the lecture, they don't come in time for the beginning of the lecture or the Sunday lecture or the Sunday before. They only come at the end in time for prasada. They have to pay for the prasada. But the people who come early, they don't have to pay for the prasada. The people who come late, <laughs> they have the program that they have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and, and, oh, because they saw that some people are coming late, 
are only coming at the end. Because I said, these people are convinced. Once you're there at the beginning, we get, they, get, they get prasada free. And the people who come late, they all have to pay for it. Yeah, if you have a lot of people, that, that the temple can see the economics. Hare Krishna, where is the problem? Kupa. It's okay. Ratayatra in Malaysia. 4 September.
So we need to and at 10, 10 is better. If you can stay here at 9, it's the best, bro.
our videos be sure to subscribe to our channel we publish new videos every day and don't forget to like and share our channel